This week in the wrestles, everything was pee good. Brock signs a contract and uses a table to the face as a weapon. Nobody does it like Sarah Lee. Women steal the week in wrestling. Jushin Thunder Liger is going to be on NXT. What? Ryback is injured. Big Show's going to face The Miz. Hey Man video game stories. Trolls. Facebooks. Points. Burials. Foldings. Freezings. Biffin Spears. And one giant. Are all waiting for you. So get ready, because here comes the Club K Fame Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Club K Fame Podcast. As always, I'm Pat McDermott, joined alongside by Dan Peck. Let's go do some good. And Chris O'Mealy. What are you ready to do now? What are you willing to do now? Hey guys, that was a quote from The Untouchables, which was this week's Talk and Talkies. Make sure you're listening to that. Our sister podcast hosted by me and Dan, and that is on the giant media ball. Giant media ball. It's like this giant ball of media. Oh yeah, without fleas though. There's no fleas. Guaranteed, no fleas. Remember, no fleas. Alright, so this is episode 111. Uh, so make a wish? Is that how that works? I don't know. Make uh-huh. a wish, be a star... Well, one and one and one are three, and that's not enough. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. The last two weeks, we were were enough. So we need episode 122, is what you're saying? Yes. Yes, we do. Our our (laughs) next goal is 122. Yes, that's a a fun goal to have. All right, so before we get to the top ten things in wrestling, uh, there's something I need to mention. This is not a like. Well... I, I could turn it into a like, but I'd be a real dick if I did. This is going to be very upsetting to Pat, but uh, Ryback is injured. Oh, fuck will, you. <laughs> he was not going to be able to defend the Intercontinental Championship at Battleground this Sunday. So, Ryback, get well soon. And unfortunately, this means we're probably getting Miz versus Big Show. And that's just terrible. So, we had a feud that Ryback would have made pretty entertaining and has been making entertaining. And now it's just Miz and Big Show. Yeah. I'm kind of sad about that. I'm really sad about that. Well, um, but worry not because I will be scouring the Twitters and I will be bringing us Ryback updates on the show week after week during his injury. Yeah, you can go ahead and skip those parts of the show. Well, why not? <laughs> Everyone else skips. And now it's time to play points. Or oh wait, no, it's not. No, it's not. You have to wait till the end of the show, you jerks. Listen to everything we say. We're gonna start doing trivia. And you have to answer trivia in the comments. And you'll get bonus points for points are varied. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you'll even get unvaried if your entry sucks that badly. Uh, you skippers disappoint me. I am uber disappointed. But you just told him to skip. Yeah, we have to give him incentive. Because jerks. All right. Let's do the top ten. Number 10. Total Divas is awesome. Yeah, no. You know, um, I got to watch some Total Divas this week. I kind of enjoyed the, the episode I saw. I guess it's the most recent one where Eva's training with Brian Kendrick. Yeah. The Brian Kendrick. Yeah. <laughs> the one and only. 
And the, the best thing about Total Divas is most things when I'm trying to watch while falling asleep, I have to pay attention to. I know it's just mindless nonsense, so I can watch it and not invest myself in it and fall asleep if I need to. That's what I like about Total Divas. <laughs> Thanks, Pat. Appreciate it. I just like that it's this season has become the uh, Eva Marie's awful season, and we're going to rag on her. Wait a second. They're, they're, the other... Two or three weren't that? Oh, I thought this season was the Jim Neidhart is terrible season. Uh, all right. Um, let's move on to number nine. Number nine? Number nine, indeed. Okay. Um, <clears throat> it's kind of funny that I'm putting this so low on the list, but that's because there was so much good in wrestling this week. So uh, I need to mention the NXT triple threat of the three cool things that happened. One is the obvious, that is the Charlotte-Sasha Banks title match, which was not only executed extremely well, but had that awesome show of respect at the end. Uh, oh, number two, gosh. number two, of course, was the the final, finally, debut of Chad Gable, who is ready, willing, and Gable. And, and, and I've repeatedly called him Dan Gable. <laughs> Before he debuted, I was like, "Jason Jordan's going to team with that Dan Gable guy." Like, no, wait, that's wrong. That's very wrong. And then, of course, there was, "Hey guys, I'm back, and next week I'm going to wrestle." And everybody booed, and it was hilarious. Oh yeah, wait, you're, we're, we're talking about um all red, all red, everything. Oh oh, see, there was another guy who said, I'm "Yeah, you didn't mention the like the freaking." In-depth interview. Get to know the real... The Baron Corbin, as he gets a tattoo, because he's hardcore. And talks about these things he got in high school or some shit. I thought we only talked about stuff that we liked. No, because we have to. I have to rag we on. We talked this. about everything else on the show, I, and so you know what? Talk about the, only one. <laughs> we got to talk about Baron you know what? Corbin. Part great. of this I did like because at least they're answering the fans because the fans had turned on Baron Corbin a while ago, and now they're they're using this as. You know, I was a football player. I made a lot more money than these jerks who got hot dogs and handshakes. I, I like that. I like where this is going because they're turning him into that guy that you, as an insider, absolutely hate. Right, right. And I think they're trying to rock him, but he it, it's not going to work out. Which is funny because they're doing the same thing with Mojo Rawley, and people are cheering for him. He's like, "I play football." We knew that. Well. Yeah, at least he's team with Zack Ryder, though. He's doing something of relevance. Yeah, but I... Talking I about that. it's on NXT. It's still irrelevant. Oh, it's, it's still, right. It's still in the oven. Irrelevant hot dogs, irrelevant handshakes, NXT. Nothing is as sad as a fully cooked wrestler going back into the oven. <laughs> Good lord. Although he never liked Zack Ryder is anyway. It, is that so. how we got our truth? All right, hold that thought. <laughs> Number eight. Number eight. This is the SmackDown trio that I like to call it because SmackDown had three really bright, shining stars on an otherwise pretty good show. Um, solid show, top to bottom. Main event was good, but dragged down by the fact that Big Show was there. Oh, the shame show tagging up again? Yeah. But here are the three awesome the parts shame. of SmackDown that you guys should check out. One is King What's Up. Oh, dude, King What's Up is awesome all the time. He came uh, out with his plunger and just shoved a bunch of water out of it. Yeah, it was it was filled with water because he shook that about you talk about on five times. He didn't come out with a gimmick that they were under the ring after he won. <laughs> oh yeah, because he was gonna have to retire it if he lost. 
and he just got all the stuff out, and then like they took a whole bunch of water came out of the plunger. Then it's crazy. So but I also like how uh, how Barrett fired back at him and really set up their pre-show match because why would this go on the main Boom. card? There's only six matches on this entire show, so yeah, we need we need something on before the extra show. Yeah, starts. we're gonna get. I'm sure we'll get that bonus stuff. Um, we're gonna get something. We're gonna get some like. But especially like one of the new girls is going to have a match or something, probably. Oh, for sure. I have a feeling this is at least going to be like a tag match or something, or like a six a six diva tag with. The oh yeah, there's there's nothing diva booked. Yeah, there'll be something. Diva. No, they just did a big segment to book nothing. Hold on, we'll I get know. to that. I'm sure that's in this. Oh, we're gonna get to that. Did you mention um, also on SmackDown the freaking bad promo? That was the next thing I was gonna say. That's oh, what I watched. Such just, a bad I, I promo. That. It was, it was great. Oh, it was awful, man. Ugh. Why is the one girl still in the oven? She's got the oven on her, uh, over her shoulder. God damn it. She's got an oven grate on her shoulder. She's got a hot pocket, like one of those things you put the hot pockets in. Oh, God. The little, <laughs> the little hot pocket holder? Yeah, a little holder. That's the, that's the title belt. LOL. Uh, yeah, it was a Naomi Sasha promo. With JoJo, where they actually, they even expanded JoJo a little bit because, lol, she used to be associated with Naomi. I used to be on the Total Divas, and then I decided to be serious about my career. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> I actually get to appear on TV every week while Eva struggles to find her identity. But yeah, that was that was an awesome segment. And then you had, my favorite part of SmackDown was when Rusev pinned. And who did he get pinned by? Friggin' Cesaro. You know, that guy who can't break through the glass ceiling? All right, so Rusev has been on the roster for over a year and a half now, and only two guys have pinned him cleanly. John Cena, LOL, of course, but the other guy was Cesaro. And that is a big deal. And why is it a big deal? Because Because the other guy is John Cena, and there's only one other guy. Right, and they actually built Rusev the right way, even though for a long time we all didn't like him, and I still don't really like the way he wrestles, but there's no denying that he was built as a guy where beating him is a big deal. I, I think um, I think he found his putting the mask back on, which is putting the boots back on. Which which he never took off in the right, first place. Right, he never place. took off in the which first place. he never place. had on in the first place. But he put the boots on, and, and now he's having awesome matches, even better matches than he was having with his... Because I didn't really care for his series with Cena. His matches with Cesaro have been really good. Well, there's a difference of showmanship in there, but a difference in wrestling ability. Right. Well, but that's not to say his matches with Cena were bad. They weren't. No, these are just better. Right. And I love the finish where he went for the big Rusev splash off the top rope and Cesaro got up from his from down on the mat to uppercut him. Even though it wasn't telegraphed perfectly, it still was a cool spot, and then he picked him up for the neutralizer, and uh, Summer Rae just sat there with her mouth hanging open. Giggity. Gross. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. It would not be gross. Dan, if you had an opportunity, you would not pass it up. Dude, oh, no. if any woman, just about any woman came up to me and said, let's go now, I'd be like, Sure. Be like I pretty much ninety nine point nine percent of any of all women exempt exempting the gaggle. 
All right, now we're moving on to lucky number seven. <laughs> Ladies, he's single. Number seven. Okay, so Raw was really good this week, and several things came out of Raw that were really good. And I had Raw was so good, I actually watched it in its yes. entirety. Hey, so doing... me too. So let's. But, get... Hey, at least I waited a day and got it without commercials, so it was only two hours and twenty-two minutes. <laughs> lucky bastard. All right, so. Here, here were the two two of the first big highlights on Raw that I'm lumping together because they're somewhat similar. Because they are both involve direct matches. We had a triple threat to see who was going to face Cena, and it was Rusev, Cesaro, and Kevin Owens, which also that was involved... even set up awesome, right? Because he's like, "Who's going to be?" Yeah, and they all had a, they all had a claim to the title. So let's just have you guys fight, and the winner gets me, and the winner's Rusev. And he fights Cena, and even though he had already wrestled, he still competed strongly enough to make him look strong. Well, and then Owens, Owens came out in the middle of the triple threat. He's like, "I'll see you Sunday." Yeah, which is I love Kevin Owens' character because he's he's so smart. Because he's like, "Why am I doing this? I don't need to do this. This yeah. is silly." <laughs> because he uh, was, he's he was, so buried. They were in what like a. Uh, I think the match was about a half hour, maybe 25 minutes. It was pretty long. Um, but did you ever think you would see uh, Kevin Steen, Claudio Castagnoli, and, and third guy in a, in a match in a WWE ring on Raw that would that would be... And, and Alexander. Yeah. Yes. No, and that was awesome. Hour. Like, <laughs> two, two Ring of Honor standouts just competed to face John friggin' Cena. And, and Rusev hung in there, too. Like, that that was another good match for him. Yeah, I think. it's like he put on the boots and he learned how to wrestle. Exactly, exactly. Put the boots on for the first time. R- Rusev Butria. <laughs> but, you know, even though he had that injury, they still kept bringing him to television every week so he could ro- work storylines. So we could stay over, bro. And they've done such a good job separating him from Lana now that you don't even look to him and be like, oh, where's Lana? You look to him so well that even Dolph Ziggler's not even on TV. Yeah, well, (laughs) he's out indefinitely, bro. It's it's really funny how Rusev has kind of turned me around in a couple of weeks because, I mean, just a matter of a few months ago, I really could care less about anything he was doing. And now he's in matches that are the highlight of the show. I I love the fact that he uh, still looks like Heyman. Oh, yeah. Well, that's never going to go away. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. The other thing I lumped in with this part of the top ten, and this is significant because uh, Stardust returned this week. He came back as his Stardust character. A bunch of people took to the internet and got pissed off about that, and friggin' Eden Styles, his wife, jumped on there and basically gave them a big screw you because... Let's face it, none of these fans actually know who Dusty is, and the whole reason Cody's continuing the Stardust character is because his father always told him to run with what you're given, make the most of it, and let's face it, he's good at it. Well, not only that... He's not coming back to exploit his father's death, which we've seen exploitations before, when non-related people exploit a wrestler's death (laughs) for friggin' years. Where he had an uh, egg on his uh, on his arm, egg. Um, but no, Stardust came back and cut an 
excellent promo for his match with Neville. Like, he made you go from, why are these two even fighting, to, wow, this is going to be great. And they followed up with this cool, like, comic book-y matchup screen that they that was so good they used it again on oh, SmackDown. Oh, yeah, they used it again on SmackDown. That was so cool. And, uh... <laughs> you know what? That's probably going to be a bonus match for Battleground, now that I think about it. Well... We'll the, probably get Stardust Neville 3. The only thing that made me sad about that is, um, I heard possible news that they're moving uh, Stephen Amell to feud with The Miz instead, but with, with that comic book thing, it just fits right <laughs> in. So I hope they go back to that. Because that would make so much sense. Stardust got in his face, so he's going to go beat up The Miz. Yeah, exactly. And Well, Miz is, like, uh, I guess, tweeting at him or something and saying that... Because he came out and he cut a promo at Comic-Con basically saying the arrow is over and now it's going to be the green arrow, which is what fans have been waiting for for a long time. Miz like, oh, nice job on your first almost wrestling promo. So now you know they're... Funny? You know what's funny about that? <clears throat> Not only are you talking about The Miz way too much, and the only reason you talk about The Miz this much is because he's always involved with somebody you like. Yeah. Yeah, why is that? <laughs> but you know why he's probably doing this? Because he probably doesn't have a program for after Battleground because he's going to win the Intercontinental Championship and then lose it the next night on Raw. Do you think they're going to they're gonna strip Ryback of the IC title? Well, let's see. Uh, he's a babyface... What's who won't injury? be able to defend it in 30 days. So, yes. Wait, so, so so what you're telling me is that the the streak of the Intercontinental title injuring the person who has it is going to continue and Miz will be injured. Wait, so Miz or Big Show will be no, injured? He's going to drop He's going to drop it too quick. <laughs> because if you're going to set up him and Amel for SummerSlam, that's Monday. <laughs> right. I'll see you on Monday. I'll see you Monday! Maybe he'll cost him the Intercontinental Championship in his return match with Zack Ryder. But I, I still would. I guess bottom line, I'd still rather see Cody and bottom line Mel Pat. Feud. Yeah, the bottom the, line. But he's not here right line? now. Oh, he'll be here. Yeah, he's, be he's here. coming. He he uh, told me he's going to yeah, be in a little late. He's at the yeah. laundromat. Well, he's he's on his way because it's time to play points. Or no, wait till the end of the show, you fucks. Now I'm gonna get all that. Hear this stuff. Now, now that I heard, now that I said it, I'm gonna get all the heat. Whoa! Wow! Oh, I, Chris is such a jerk. Uh Why well, can't you just li- let us listen to the show the way we want? One week we should just do points are buried between us. And oh my god, it. that would be hilarious. Oh, just like do one entry here, do one entry there throughout the entire show. No, I mean like literally, like just record the show. Don't do points are buried, and then afterwards, while you're like you're posting the show, we'll do points are buried between the three of us, and then like Chris Chris doesn't update the thing for like a week. Oh, I already don't do that, and everybody's like, story. "Oh, wow, shit, we are the masters at giving not giving people what they want." No, you're listening to the show our way, jackass. Uh, which is funny because I know some of the people who skipped have been like Matt Awesome and Glenn, who are like two of the coolest guys I know. So I'm actually ripping on them. I think he, I think even Chev listens to the show in the order it's intended. And Chev doesn't like podcasts. At least he posts about it in the order. <laughs> well, that's true too. So if he does it, if he does it like a jerk, he at least covers well. <laughs> Welp. He covers Welp. Yes. 
So what are we on so, number six now? <laughs> yeah, we, we still have so much to talk about here. All right, number let's see six. All right, um, this is a tough enough highlight. Sarah Lee has been ripped on for the last three weeks by Paige, and the main reason I hate this uh, this judge format is because all they have to do is find somebody they don't like and make them the bottom three people. Now, no disrespect to Patrick Clark, who's still my front runner to win this, but after last week when him and Tanner got into that stupid scuffle for no reason, they should have ripped him then and maybe put him in the bottom three just to scare him a little bit. I'm sure people would have voted him to be safe, but it's like, dude, you got to relax a little bit. And I'm kind of glad that Hulkster called him out this week and be like, stop being a smart mark, dude. Like, that's all you do is be a smart Wait, mark. Because he said because he said something like Hulk Hogan's retired and and Warrior's dead and uh, Warrior's dead. And Hogan's like, uh, what the hell, dude? But he see, here's the thing. Hogan, what I thought was funny was. Hogan didn't like his promo. Hogan liked the stereotypical Pharaoh guy's promo. Yeah, but he also cut a good promo. I I don't know. I I don't buy that guy yet. I don't buy Mata. I think he's he's you know it's funny and I I see the same thing with with Patrick. And I saw what Hogan was saying, but I feel like the Mata guy only has one gear and that's on the gear. Like he roid rages all the time. That's um, true, but. To his defense, of all the people to cut a wrestling promo there, he actually looked the most like he was cutting a promo. Right, in the 80s, though. He he dropped into character better than anybody else did. Even Josh did a good promo. It's just that I don't I didn't like his promo, personally. Oh, and wait, who is the one... Oh, that's the girl who got eliminated who didn't know how to cut a promo. <laughs> that was hilarious. I was hysterical. She, like, which, looked out at the crowd... And just said, I belong here because I am. Yeah, the, the friggin' Brazilian girl. <laughs> and working in working in Orlando-based theme parks for years, I've I've grown a severe hatred to Brazilian culture because all the entitled kids visit every summer and are rude and loud. So, F them. So as soon as she got voted out, I'm like, good, go away. Uh, this is my promo. This is why I belong here. But here's the thing. The Sarah Lee girl actually has been doing better, but simply because of the fact that Paige decided she hasn't stepped up she's picking on her and like they're all screaming at her to motivate her and it worked but it's like and, and it's funny because not only did it work but i think they've actually turned her into a bit of a fan favorite because did you see the votes when they came in it was yeah. like 93 percent for sarah lee it's like damn this is what happens when you guys rag on somebody too much and she actually does fight back and get in your face but you know what at the same time, she deserved to be ragged on, especially when she was in the ring and they were doing the scoop slams, and she kept holding the fuck on and and like you know couldn't let go every single time. Like eventually, days after doing that, you have to either learn to trust yeah. the person or realize that you know you you have to let go. Yes, but she's not the only one that's made that mistake, and she's not the only one who screwed up in training. Because in the past weeks and on some of like the app specials, other They're people have been booking doing it. Too. It's not legitimate. <laughs> this is true. So yeah, so they're 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 doing it on purpose. That's the whole point. Duh, she's winning anyway. Why does she have to do all these stupid drills? <laughs> well now now she's the front runner girl because of this week. She is the front runner girl. She's the star of the show. That other girl they brought in to be the replacement was friggin' awful. Yeah. So there you go. I love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> but not really. No. I mean, this is totally legitimate. In our totally legitimate sport. 
Hey, now. There's no place for that on this podcast. Everything's but. on the up and up. <laughs> All right. Golden gimmick time. Five golden gimmicks. All right. I'm going to switch back to Raw because there's still two more things that happened on Raw I need to talk about. And this one is the contract signing between Seth Rollins and Brock <laughs> Lesnar. You which actually was- listen to me watch this. <laughs> yes. And it was so funny because Brock throws a table at him. Yeah. That was hilarious. Just right in his face. <laughs> it was so funny. It was he so just, like, well put. He kicks it over to find the axe handle. Like, yeah. But here's the thing. Everybody knows that contract signings don't end well. And they, somebody even said, like, oh, yeah, weddings weddings, and uh, – what was it? It was, it was weddings, birthday parties, and contract signings never end well. And that's true. They don't. But to their credit, they still found a way to make the typical brawl after the contract signing original and entertaining. Yeah, there was an axe handle underneath and not a sledgehammer. Hey. Oh, he's here. Great. He's already here. Yeah, I forgot to put it under the table. I'm only letting you steal my finisher. I'm not letting you steal my sledgehammer. (laughs) Yeah, you can't have that as your gimmick. That's my spot. That's how I'm going to beat you at SummerSlam spoilies. But I just like what the I like how he had the axe handle and Brock had the full axe. I'm like, well, shit, Seth's about to get chopped. So that no, just what, his car. That's what's happening, right? Seth is losing the title, and then he's gonna get pissed at Triple H, and we get Triple H and Seth, and then Brock Lesnar is gonna take on somebody at SummerSlam. Of he's course, gonna take, getting, take of course, on, we're getting Triple H versus Seth. That's happening. Is that definite? I, no, just look at the way that the storyline's going. We've we've been around wrestling long enough to know that that's inevitable. Imagine if they both go to pedigree each other at the same time, which is impossible. They'll find a way. Double I pedigree. Counter- and- he, ca- I ca- he counters Seth's pedigree into his own pedigree, and Seth just stays down for ten hours. <laughs> I was going to say double pedigree, the ring collapses, and then ten years later, Seth comes out as a truther about it. Dude, I remember we were playing... We were playing... Um, I want to say this was back in the SmackDown versus Raw days, but it may it may have just been like WWE 12 or something. And we were playing, Pat and I were playing online, and he was playing as Triple H, and I was playing as like, you know, somebody good like Taker or Cena that's got a lot of stats. And Pat pedigrees me, and just so you know that the pedigree is an overpowered move, he just stands there and does like, like a full <laughs> minute of Triple H taunts while I'm smashing <laughs> buttons, and then he goes down and pins me, and there's no way I'm picking out. Yes, I gave you all the time in the world. <laughs> it's just like crotch chop after crotch chop, and then there's like his uh, his throw his arms back and spit the water pose. Well, the best about those games, as uh, a quick side story, <laughs> was um, I was playing with Heyman in when he used to love to do the the draft or the roster split, the brand extension, whatever that. Oh my thing God, was the golden days of wrestling. Yeah, yeah, the uh, general manager, GM mode, that's what it was. Which is coming um, back for 2K16. Huh. Well, anyway, it was the year they had the ECW, the hardcore resurrection gimmick where you would bleed and then you would uh, get all, you'd get like a finisher uh, and all that revival back. So, speaking of irrelevancy. Yes. So, um, I had Tommy Dreamer on. So, you were playing 08. Yeah, yeah, 08, yeah. that was it. That's, that's, a, that's the one I skipped that, that year. Oh, I skipped the one ECW. So he had Dreamer as a job guy on his roster, and he booked him against Triple H, who had his championship. It's funny, because isn't Tom, Tommy Dreamer's the GM of ECW in that? I don't know. Because if oh, you yeah. decide to run ECW, 
it's Tommy Dreamer that meets Vince on the plane. Yeah, and, and you could still play as him. Um, but yeah, so he booked him in a job match, and he's like, oh, I just need you a job to me and make it look convincing. Uh, that's how boring it was playing with Antonio. He didn't want you to have a competitive match. He wanted things I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, he wants you to job and look convincing. Yeah, in but a video two, game. Two pretty much exclusive things. So, so yeah, exactly. So, um, it got to the point where I, I hit him with uh, the Dreamer Driver, and he hit me with the Pedigree, and he's like, oh, now I'll just pin you, and he hit me with the Pedigree and split me open, so I got Hardcore Resurrection, <laughs> and I beat his ass for his championship, and he got so aggravated, it was hilarious. He was like, yeah, but no, <laughs> I need an instant rematch! Ah! Oh, I'm sorry. When we play this game, we, you have to telegraph who wins and who loses. When we play this fictional game, <laughs> I told I told you that story. He uh, the one and only time he ever entered my house to hang out and not to watch a pay per view. One and only time he brought over his uh, his Dragon Ball Z fighting game, and he's oh, like, yeah. "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna play now, and you're gonna play as the whole Ginyu Force, but you have to play in the order that they get defeated, and I'm gonna beat you for all of them." And then, like, I beat one of his characters. He's like, "No, that's not the way it goes." I'm like, "Oh, I'm sorry." I thought we were playing a video game where I'm supposed to, you know, try to beat you. I'm surprised when he made me hook up Goldeneye later, he didn't telegraph how many times I was supposed to die. When being an only child goes wrong. But I remember when Dan, Dan, him and I got on to do the uh, the Royal Rumble achievements, which you got the one for do, playing an online Royal Rumble and then one for winning an online Royal Rumble. So we did two of them. And I won one and he won the other. And then he's like, all right. Now, let's make this look convincing at the end, because he had Jack Swagger. He goes, oh, yeah, Jack Swagger's going to win and go to WrestleMania. And he's like, all right, now now do your comeback here. I'm going to throw you to the ropes, but you have to make your comeback. And I'm, like, not hitting buttons. I'm like, dude, just eliminate me so we can do something else. He's like, no, we got to make it look good. Yeah. And then I got pissed off, so I started trying to eliminate him. He's like, what are you doing? I'm supposed to win this one. <laughs> I'm making it look good. <laughs> I'm making it look good. <laughs> the... The, uh, the final story I'll tell about that for now is uh, one game, I forget who he was playing as, but he was the Intercontinental Champion, and he's like, I'm going to defend it against two people in a steel cage match. So my brother and I were, were sick and tired of it at this point, and we were, t we were done playing. So I just said, all right, when the match starts, what we're going to do is beat the piss out of him. We're both going to climb opposite sides of the steel cage, get to the top, and then both press down. One of us will get knocked down, one of us won't, but he'll lose his stupid title for sure. So <laughs> there we are. We, we decimate him, and he gets up at the last second, and Rob's on one side of the steel cage, I'm on the other, and I just drop down. He's like, that's not fair! I can't get both of you down at the same time! I need my instant rematch right now! <laughs> and then you wonder why nobody ever wanted to play with him. Uh, you guys just hate me. Yeah. So uh, well, is it time for number four? <laughs> yeah, I guess. But number four. <laughs> but one more thing before we move on, because wow. I have to tell this. Do you remember his his Drew McIntyre thirty minute long entrance? No, <laughs> no. He's like, I love long entrances, and he would make us sit through the entrance. Like we'd skip all our entrances, and he would come out and goes, oh, I have to watch this. Oh, yeah, he would change, like, everyone's entrance so their Tron and music would play for, like, 30 seconds before they came out. 
Uh, all right. <laughs> number four for real, real, not for play, play. Uh, number four for real, real, not play, play. Okay. These are the, these are the highlights of Lucha Underground this week. Uh, we had three matches for gold medallions that turned into four matches. One of them, it's like, oh, it's Bengal, the great Bengala, which is a dude that's wearing the tiger mask, and he's facing Delavar Davari with Big Rick Long. It's funny because Davari's drinking and Rick is smoking, and then the tiger's just, you know, like, wiping his face like a cat. So who do you think's going to win this match? LOL, not Davari, because Bengala wins and takes the medallion. And I was like, this is so obvious. And like his second the- match. <laughs> yeah, it's like he got the jobber entrance and everything. And his first match, he was part of a, a six-man tag with a midget and a crossdresser. It was, so that, that's not how I telegraphed that one. And then uh, King Cuerno won a medallion against, crap, I don't remember who he faced now. I just know he won the match. Yep. But it wasn't it wasn't somebody I expected to win. And then the last one was Sexy Star beating Superfly in like 30 seconds to win the medallion. And then Marty the Moth Martinez is like, this is a moth. You need to let me have a shot at this. So she did. And then she kicked his ass, made him tap. But I friggin' love Marty the Moth Martinez. I think that character is hilarious. Um, also, we had an awesome face-to-face between Prince Puma and Mil Mortes. And the whole thing was that nobody else was supposed to be there, so naturally everybody was there. Because Katrina came down, Dario Cueto's screaming at her, and the disciples get in the ring, and then Conan gets in, and Conan gets the shit beaten out of him, and I lulled. And he gets thrown into a casket and walked away. <laughs> yeah, they put him in a casket. But you know that what I really have to talk about, Dan. Oh, guess there was, there's one thing you haven't mentioned so far. <laughs> guess guess what's happening at Ultima Lucha? Ian Hodgkinson is not going to face Pentagon Jr., but no, Vampiro is. You're gonna face Vampiro! Oh my god. And then god. he went Super Saiyan, and then I decided I still don't care. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited to... They did all this great work for Pentagon Jr., and they're like, and you're going to face Vampiro at the big show. And I went, well... Yeah, well, Pentagon Jr. better go over, because I'm so scared that this is just going to be an excuse to have Vampiro wrestle, like, one more match that nobody actually wants to watch. And then Vampiro wins, and then Conan comes out, and he's like, I got one more in me, and you're like, no, you don't. (laughs) No, you really don't, because you walk with a cane now, so just stop. He worked with a cane for like eight years now. Oy vey. Well, yes. And it's funny because even though I actually am relatively knowledgeable with real names in wrestling, Vampiro's one I just never knew. So when he's like Ian Hodgkinson, I'm like, who the hell is that? I'm like, wait, is that his real name? Because that's amazing. Because yeah, uh, the beginning of the show is freaking Pentagon Jr. talking to Dario Cueto in his office. And he's like, how are you going to get Vampiro to fight him? fight you and he's like i don't care but i'll i'll tell ian blah blah and i'm like the fuck is, is that yeah. vampiro's name and yeah, then like right. five minutes later vampiro's like my real name is ian I'm like, <laughs> Damn. yeah oh god vampiro I, lo- I love in jericho's autobiography all the vampiro stories he tells about how full of crap he really is like, he claims that his career got started because he went to a Lucha Libre show on vacation in Mexico, and some scout saw him in the crowd and was like, dude, you need to wrestle. And he's like, okay. And they trained him to wrestle. <laughs> Which is, you know, totally how it happened, considering he started in Canada, but, you know, whatever. Vampiro Canadianese. Oy. 
All right. Top three. Number three in enough. Man, I need five. Well, I'm not doing two more. <laughs> we already talked enough about some of this stuff. Yeah, this is a huge deal. The Mexican government just passed a law. They're going to start offering full health care to pro wrestlers in Mexico. Wow. That's a I big deal. I didn't realize AAA was a, was a government organization. Yeah. But that's a huge deal because that actually sets the bar for wrestling around the world. Only, only the Technicos, not the Rudos. <laughs> <laughs> Guys well, start turning face just so they can get that surgery they've needed for five years. How come yeah. every face we have get goes out right away? God damn. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a that's a really big deal though, and that's huge because that's going to set a huge precedent for Japan and America. Because and you know Japan would be the next one to do it before America would be. I don't think like yeah. Uh, oh good, he's here. Let's ask him, Vince. How come your guys don't get health care? Well, um, it's kind of complicated. You see, uh, because you're an independent contractor. Yeah, they're independent contractors, but but they work exclusively for you. Well, that, that's not true. They could work anywhere they want. No, but they're they're signed. They see you as an independent contractor. Um, you're signed exclusively to me. However, <laughs> you could work wherever you want. We'll just fire you for breach of contract. <laughs> you work for me. Just like uh, a roofer, or uh, yeah, but a roofer does other jobs. <laughs> yeah, but you see, you're you're an exclusive superstar of the WWE, but you're also independent. In fact, so, you could go anywhere. So what? Vince, I got to ask you, because this is, this is important. Um, are, are you really not going to offer your guys health care because Mexico's doing it? How do you feel about that? Mexico, the government what is the hell is health care in Mexico. The company isn't <laughs> providing them health care. The government is. That's you, like the weird thing. Do they get siestas? I don't understand. <laughs> Yes, they get sombreros too. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, they don't, they don't get the shits for a change from drinking the water. <laughs> yes, that's what the healthcare provides. That's because they're used to it. Oh, God. All right. All right, so that's a big deal. That's really cool. And then here's some more fun news at number two. Number two. At NXT TakeOver in Brooklyn. Japanese oh, shit. Legend. No, Japanese wrestling legend Jushin Thunder Liger is going to appear at TakeOver. Yeah. Oh, Jushin. Sorry. Yeah, not that Jushin. Wait. Yeah. That, Shin that, is that, Jewish? Yeah, would that be Jewish Jason Shin? Jushin? <laughs> I wonder. I effing wonder. So if, if Goldberg spears Shin enough times, will he become Jushin? That's not how it works. He spears him so much that he cuts his dick. What? No, no. He wants to get speared by Roman Reigns. Who's not uh, here yet. He's still resting up for... Yeah, because he had to bust out twice on, last, on Sunday. It hasn't even been a week yet. He's going to be tired again this week. You better wake up, Roman, because it's time for points. Or, oh, it's still not time. Yeah, we haven't even done number one yet. <laughs> So yeah, Jushin Liger, and he's facing Tyler Breeze, which should be an awesome match. And that dude can still go at 50 years old. He's Tyler, totally. How'd you say, Tyler Breeze? Yeah. Deceptive. <laughs> yeah. The, the, 
the uh, Prince of Cute, or what is he, like the Prince of Cuteville? He's Prince Pretty and the King of Cuteville. King of Cuteville, that's right. He's only the Prince he's of a, Cuteville. Yeah, he's the Prince of being pretty, but he's the King of Cuteville. <laughs> that means there's another king for pretty. Yep, it's King What's Up. That's what he's the king of. Yeah, hear ye, hear me. <laughs> I love King What's Up. That's so great. And I love how the name King What's Up is just so terrible, and it works so well. <laughs> it's more over than the actual King of the Ring. I still think, I, I swear, my my all-time favorite R-True segment, even after the, uh, the Spider-Stew promo, might actually be when he came out to announce himself in Money in the Bank and he wasn't actually there. <laughs> That might be my favorite Our truth moment of all time. Oh, that was a great one. I, I still think my favorite might be when uh, he was talking about the promo. With, he's like, and I was asking them pigeons outside. You know what they said? Nothing. <laughs> pigeons don't talk. That was a great promo. Awesome. Or uh, Green Bay, what's hey, up? Oh, God. When they were in Milwaukee. That was fantastic, too. Because they're in Green Bay the day before. I like how they're finally using our truth in a in a reasonable way. Yeah. Well, he's a talented worker, and he's it's a not funny character. Not getting titles, but hey, <laughs> it works. And ladies and gentlemen, this brings us to my number one favorite thing in wrestling this week. Number one. And if you watched Raw this week, then you already know what we were going to talk about. And if you were paying attention during the top ten, you should have figured it out, too, because I mentioned it earlier. Unless we're all sexist pigs. So, the segment starts out with Nikki with her allies, Brie yeah, and Alicia Bella. it's supposed to be Nikki with state of the division address, right? Yeah, and she's basically calling out all these girls that can't touch her, and da-da-da, da-da-da, blah, 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 Oh, she even mentioned AJ because she's like, when I beat AJ in November. Well, she kind of has to because that is when the title changed hands last. Well, she could just be like, when I won the title in November. No, she <laughs> said AJ. <laughs> and Stephanie came out and she's like, no, I'm going to shake up this division. It, it was funny because Stephanie's been healed with the authority, but she totally went babyface and just screamed in Nikki's face. Well, uh, welcome to the queendom. But it worked. The segment worked because... <clears throat> Nikki's been on her little Mean Girls kick, and Stephanie put her in her place because has she? Let's... Because she's been back and forth between what she is. She's been face. She's been heel. She's been Mean Girl. She's been Nice Girl. She's been yeah. It depends, on, it depends is on the Nikki week. Gretchen. Well, this is, this is what makes this segment funny because Brie Gretchen. Because there ends up being ten girls in the ring, and Nikki's the worst booked out of all of them, and she's the champ. Brie, but, Brie is Gretchen. <laughs> yes. So Stephanie brings out Paige. And, of course, Nikki's like, why is she out here? And Stephanie's like, because I want her to be out here, bit. Oh, shit. I, I, I would feel bad if I were uh, Brie Bella, because <laughs> the same time last year, Brie Bella was feuding with Stephanie McMahon. Because she's such a In bit. one of the best women's feuds of all time. It was a really good feud. She's it was a great a feud, because it, it was booked so well until the actual finish of the match happened. When Stephanie got the W because Nikki turned heel, and that led to another feud that had tons of potential that they completely botched. Like Dan said, the regression. Um, regression. But Brie Bella was the diva last year. I think watching Total Divas for the first time in like ever, I think I realized why that is, and that's because she wants to get prego. Yeah. Yes, I, I guess that's why they regressed her so much. 
Yeah, but they also have been on Total Divas. They've also been teasing that Nikki's going to resign and Brie isn't, and those episodes are all airing back at WrestleMania. And you know, obviously Brie's still there. Because Daniel's not making any money right now. Oh wait, his book's coming out soon. You're going to be making tons of money. He'll be making a lot of money on that because I'll be getting that. So Stephanie says that Paige finally has an ally, and you're like, oh, this is it. This is going to be the debut of Charlotte that they've been talking about. And it ended up being Becky Lynch, which actually threw me off. And I was like, all right, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> In Heyman fashion. Yeah, and I'm like, that's pretty cool that they're bringing up Becky now. And then, she, and then she kept the segment going, and it's like, <laughs> oh, LOL, of course, now they're going to bring up Charlotte. So that makes sense. So out comes Charlotte to this huge ovation and crying Ric Flair backstage. And then you're like, that's it, right? Yeah, that's. I thought that was going to be it. And then out comes Amazen. Yes, the Amazens. Um, <laughs> and and Amaze Samoan. And then it's like, oh, Naomi, I'm glad you're here because there's somebody who agrees with you. And I'm like, no. No, this can't possibly. Yup, there she is. And immediately people Ding. are like, ugh, why didn't she have the belt? And it's like, shut up. She just fucking debuted on the main roster. She had the belt on SmackDown. She did, and out comes friggin' Sasha Banks, my uh, my new lady love after Paige, it, and here we go. It's uh, it's on at this point, and the best part is is that the they all have this huge brawl, and it's Nikki and her allies that get chucked out of the ring and are retreating up the ramp while the other girls get in each other's face and are just like, "That's right, we run the division." Um, this was the best women's segment in months. The cool thing about this too, and it goes to show how over the women in NXT are, but it also goes to show how good of a job, yes, I'm going to give Triple H props, good of a job Triple H has done in separating NXT and making it its own thing, because when someone comes up from NXT, it's almost the equivalent of when they someone would come over from WCW. Right, it feels like a brand new character's debuting, which it, they are not a brand new character at all. You guys could call me Papa H. Uh, you can look in that camera here and uh, come down and look in this camera. And yep. Let's make a Turn movie. around. Don't look at the camera. Look just to the side. Don't, don't you love how good wrestling is when we spent 45 minutes on the show discussing how good wrestling is? Yes. By and the no way, one's going to listen to it because they're going to go right to points are buried. By the way, in uh, 2K16, I'm giving Triple H uh, Finn Balor's entrance. Oh, my <laughs> God. In suit the entire time. <laughs> yes, it, of course it has to be. Ba-da-da-da-da. Look at that Actually, camera. Now you're going to look at this one. Oh, it's going to be better when he's doing the full demon entrance where he's crawling. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, that's awesome. So uh, those were my highlights of wrestling this week. And this is all leading up to the Battleground pay-per-view. And I got the card oh, here. Oh, wow. We got to do a preview for a pay-per-view, too. Man, wrestling was good this it's week. It's been a while since the pay-per-view. After having yeah. three we have, uh, four weeks or whatever. We have uh, seven matches, one's a pre-show, six main card. So let's start with the kickoff match, which is going to be the Kings, the Battle of the Kings. Barrett versus What's Up. Um, King Barra is going to get the pay-per-view pre-show win because he's been getting nothing but basically squandered with all of this. I mean, it's actually it's good for him, but his character just can't get can't get a leg up. Yeah. Boom! Or a bullama up. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the opposite route and say King What's Up gets the victory. Speaking of which, I think Barrett's a pretty good promo. But I was like, when they were when they were talking on Tough Enough this week about bring up a promo guy 
I wouldn't put Barrett in like the top people I'd go, okay, teach these guys promos. But you know what? At the same time, Barrett was also the best, one of the better improv promo guys because he does all his shit off the on the fly. So that's probably why they brought him in because he cut a promo right off right off the cuff and didn't miss a beat. Mm. And the only other guys that can really do that are like Randy Orton, C- obviously. Yeah, or like John Cena and Bray Wyatt. And Wyatt's not going to come out because he's not going to break character. So. I mean, imagine if they asked Bray Wyatt to do something on Tough Enough, and he just takes one of the contestants with him. <laughs> uh, the, yeah, we have, some, we have somebody. He takes the Yeti today. God damn! All right, so here's your uh, your main card matches. First off, you have the tag team titles on the line. The Prime Time Players taking on the New Day. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that PTP retains. Oh, I'm going to say New Day does some collapse therapy and takes back those championships. Okay. By the way, as a little side note with Xavier Woods, if no one else has seen it, uh, he has a channel called Up, Up, Down, Down, which they do video game tournaments on. It's him, uh, Jimmy Uso, Heath Slater, and they did one Street Fighter 4, and they had Rusev on, who apparently... Yeah, he never played video games before, apparently. He's like, how do I pick character? I don't understand. And he ends up winning, too. Well, he doesn't win the whole game, but he, he beats somebody, and he's just, like, <laughs> awesome. so overjoyed. Well, that's like on the on the Punk DVD, when Kofi's all cocky about the character he's playing, and Punk can't figure out how to work an Xbox controller, and then he beats Kofi in, like, record time. He goes to the driver of the bus. He's like, hey, Doug, I just kicked Kofi's ass. And Kofi's all pissed off. He's like, dude, just let him drive. Let him drive. Yeah, yeah. he he loses in this one, too, and he gets really pissed. Because at the end, of, um, at the end, what they're supposed to do is they were going to throw tennis balls at the loser, and the loser's going to be up against the wall, and they were just going to wallop him with him. And Heath Slater actually lost the tournament, and he booked the arena before the end of the night, so they had to do it to the secondary losers. Oh, that's great. So yeah, right. check out Up, Up, Down, Down. It's pretty funny. With Xavier Woods. All right, let's talk about uh, Randy Orton versus Sheamus. I really like the new Sheamus, but I'm just, like, I'm so indifferent to Randy Orton now, it's kind of just sad. When these guys feud, I don't care. Like, the last time they feuded, I really didn't care. The match quality yeah, the will New be Jersey fine. Crowd. Yeah, but the match quality itself will be fine. I, I don't the match have will be that. good, and I think Sheamus should go over, but he's holding the briefcase, which means he's going to lose. Because he has to have that huge losing streak before he cashes in. Right, which is fine, because he'll be you know doing all that uh, publicity for Ninja Turtles 2. Oh, wait, that'll be next year, right? Yeah, yeah of course. filming right now. All right, let's talk about uh, Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt. Oh, this is awesome because this is actually giving Roman Reigns some character. So it's giving Roman Reigns some awesome character, yeah. Alright, here's the thing. If you know anything about wrestling booking, you should actually know that there's a pretty good chance Roman Reigns is gonna lose this match because he looks strong on Raw and SmackDown, which means LOL. Bray's probably going over at the pay per view. And the thing is, it's not gonna hurt Roman's character at all to have Bray win. Well, actually, if anything, it helps because He's gonna, this match is going to be Roman using his strength because that's that's usually how he that's how he's got the one ups at this point, and yep. that's also um, usually his character trait. But he's going to have to go find something different to beat Bray Wyatt. So right, that's why Bray will win this time. This is actually going to really help Roman 
because and I know people will flip out about this if I when I say this, but Roman Reigns is ready for a world title run. It's just it's not going to happen anytime soon because you've got a different guy feuding for it. Because we need two titles again. Of course. And I know people still get pissed off when they hear that, but Reigns has actually been ready for a couple of months now. And uh, you know what? You know when he got ready officially? When he didn't win at WrestleMania. See, I don't Is know if I'd he got say, ready. I don't know if I would say I'd I'd be willing to say he's ready to hold that title yet. I do think Yeah, but nobody though, said that about Seth. And right. Seth, to be fair, wasn't perfectly ready before he got it, but he used his character trait holding the title. And now he looks like a world champion. But I do that said, I do think he belongs in these upper card feuds for sure. I mean, oh, he's, for he's sure. doing a really good job with them. And I think for what what he's been able to pick up and what he will pick up from this feud with Bray Wyatt is going to be astronomical in helping him out. Right. And Wyatt's character isn't going to go up or down feuding with Roman Reigns. He's going to still be the consistent Bray Wyatt. So it doesn't matter what happens to Bray Wyatt in this match. The great thing about Bray Wyatt is he he's not he doesn't need a title and he won't need a title. And I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but he hasn't had a title yet, like any title. No, he yeah. hasn't. And I feel like his next character evolution is going to come when he becomes the world champion. That, that's the interesting thing, though. Like for, because um, has he been in a? I mean, I think he's been in a Money in the Bank, but has he been in any title matches? Like, I like that he was in the Money in the Bank title match. Yeah, but I like how titles themselves don't really seem to matter to his character. Like he talked about using the title. I think at one point he was in a match. And he talked about using the title as a way to lure more people to his path. And it's it's so refreshing to have a character who just, he wants to get in people's heads and he wants to hurt people. He doesn't want, he doesn't. Wait, he doesn't want to become there to be champion. Why is he there? Business. <laughs> why is he there? Yeah, why are you there? <laughs> to just mess with, that's so refreshing to me. So I, I his character's brilliant. Yeah. I he love cares about his character, not about titles. Exactly. Exactly. All right, let's talk quickly about what we think is going to happen with this IC title match. If Ryback's out, I actually think they're just going to do Big Show Miz number one contender. And then, they haven't officially announced anything because nothing's been updated. So. Yeah, so we'll probably fi- we'll probably figure it out during the, the kickoff show. Um, when they announce it right away after not having said nothing about it. If that's the case, I feel like it's going to be Miz. I hate to say it, but I just feel like that's going to be the case. Well, if it's Miz or Big Show, that's a real Sophie's choice in, in the opposite meaning. <laughs> I Miz, don't Miz care will for turn either. face after lifting the Big Show. Of course. Oh, God. oh my God, he lifted Big Show! It's never happened, ever. All right, now let's talk about the, uh, the much better anticipated match of the U.S. Championship rubber match between John Cena and Kevin Owens, where I think this is going to be Cena's dethroning of that title. Apparently, Finn Balor and Cesaro will be at ringside. Well, also, consider this. Um, Kevin Owens is now main roster guy, and you know how you can tell? Because he's got other Trons. Yeah. I, I he think doesn't have the NXT under Tron? Nope. Now he's got a big KO Tron. Because he has his rematch the night before, right, for the NXT championship? Yep, night I, before. I think he's going to do something similar to what he did to Sami Zayn, where not necessarily he's going to have Well, him... no, night before uh, SummerSlam. SummerSlam. Oh, not, oh, not okay. tonight. <laughs> wow. 
Um, but I think what's going to happen is he will get the United States Championship, and he's going to um, show up on NXT with it next month for that championship match. And maybe, he's just going to. He already had it, and he was at the tapings on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> but I think he's going to get. Um, He's going to get disqualified in his rematch with Finn Balor, and that's going to set up, you know, Finn Balor doesn't give up, and the fact that uh, Kevin Owens is one bad mother effer. I think that's how that's going to go. Pretty much. And then that takes us, of course, to the main event, which is going to be Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar. The WrestleMania rematch, which isn't really a rematch because they haven't had a one-on-one match. But it's it's Brock's rematch for his title, finally. Yep. Um, I predict this is going to be an excellent match, and I think this match is going to make Seth Rollins and shut up the last pockets of non-believers. I don't see how anyone could not say that Rollins was made by that match they had where it was um, Cena, Rollins, and Lesnar. Yeah, the Royal Rumble match. Yeah, that was was, an amazing match. I was there for that. I was exhausted at the end of that match because of how friggin' hyped it got me. (laughs) <laughs> the whole crowd was crazy during that match. And even, then they I mean the they, they killed us out. in the next match, but <laughs> they they killed us in the next match, but still the the crowd absolutely loved that match and it's a match of the year candidate. Yeah, I don't see how you could say he wasn't made after that. I mean, unfortunately, I think Seth Rollins had some stumble blocks put in his way just by um by them drawing named, out named Randy Orton. Yes, cuz the Randy Orton feud was dumb. Hi. I fooled you. That, those felt like raw main events. They were terrible. Um, but I, I think other than that, Rollins has done well. And the fact that, like, you know, he teased off Lesnar. He's like, I'm going to give you a rematch the first night afterwards. He's like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm just not doing that. Like, that was I'm so gonna, good. I'm just going to kill people. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think right. he's going to go to Suplex City, bitch. <laughs> So that's the uh, the battleground card in a nutshell. Oh, so Brock's taking the title. I say no. I say I say Rollins is keeping the title. I think there's but I don't... more money to be made from Rollins facing like Roman or somebody at SummerSlam. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we got some. Uh, we got a little bit of Q and A to get to here. Some of you guys asked some questions. We're going to answer them. Uh, we already kind of answered some of them like uh taylor chadwick wanted to know what our thoughts of jushin thunder liger appearing would be answered that during the top 10 uh glenn kukin has a question here but it's going to be involved with troll truth so we'll get to that in a minute so let's start with uh, matt hardman's question what has been your favorite wwe produced documentary or special ever wow hmm it's a tough one because they're putting out so much good stuff now uh, right away, my go-to answer is the greatest rivalries between Brett and Sean. I still and like... I, um... And I liked it because of how simple it was. They sat down with JR and just talked about their rivalry. I really love the rise and fall of ECW. Yes, that's uh, my next my next go-to, for sure. I thought the Chris Jericho one was phenomenal. The Punk uh, DVD. Yeah, the Punk, the punk DVD one's is one amazing. of the best. The Heyman DVD. Because they let them actually do it themselves. Yeah, they. You, you see how good the Punk and Heyman ones are when they, you know, choose who they interview and 
actually make it look damn good. Oh, the Stone Cold one. Uh, that's another fantastic one. And it, what's funny is they put out, like, the legacy of Stone Cold Steve Austin without him even knowing. And I remember getting that set, and it was one of those ones that I don't like, where they do matches and then a little bit of documentary and then a match yeah. and then a little bit of documentary. And he was, he said it was absolute horseshit. He hated it. So that's why they made the one that they made, which was fantastic. Uh one of the biggest letdowns in recent history was the Rock documentary that came around at the same time as that. I thought that was a big letdown. How about the Big Show documentary? Oh. That's less than an hour long. Was not bad actually. It wasn't bad, but it was. They could have. They could have talked. More. Well, I guess he doesn't have that much of a career to talk about. He doesn't have any indie days. Yeah, play um, basketball. And- uh, the, the Daniel Bryan DVD is really good. I, I wasn't a fan of the fact that they recycled the uh, the Road to WrestleMania documentary that they did with him, but that documentary alone is phenomenal. I wanted to see the Shield one. I haven't seen that. I've not seen that one either. And I, I wanted them to. Uh, uh, I really, really wanted them to put out a. Um, like a, like an actual Rob Van Dam documentary instead of his little match compilation thing, but I don't think that's going to be happening anytime soon. Uh, you know what I you know what I have liked I liked the um some of their countdown ones are good not all of them but the one I really liked was the OMG moment one especially when they get to Snitsky kicking the baby and CM Punk is just like that's really on here and he's just laughing hysterically. <laughs> oh my god. God. The um, good moments. All right. Um, John Salinas wants to know what our thoughts on the less than stellar turnouts for Global Force Wrestling thus far have been. Which is funny because when I read that, I thought he wrote GSW. I'm like, dude, don't bury your company. I, what now? Aren't they only doing house shows and there's no champions or anything right now? So, like, so why they, would you go see? They're still building. Shows? They're still building a brand. That's the thing. Yeah, I don't know. I I. Didn't know anything about it really. Yeah, I haven't I haven't been catching any of them. But the thing is, they're still building their brand, and they just had that press release where New Japan's going to be partnering with them, with uh, and a whole bunch of other partnerships. So they're actually involved in something pretty big. Um, it's gonna ha- things will happen for them, but it takes time. It takes time to get that traction off the ground. So let's wait and see. Uh, Jason Shin. Will any of the hosts be attending SummerSlam or NXT TakeOver Brooklyn? No, and no. Nope. Nope. Too far. Too many things to do. And Really uh, too far. And the last the last question we got was also from Jason Shin. What are some recently canceled TV shows you guys are bummed about? And is there anything coming up next season you're looking forward to? Um, any new shows or just any shows I'm looking forward to coming back? I guess just anything that's coming back that you're looking forward to. All, all, all the shows I watch. Flash, Green Arrow, um, Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead. Um, I guess Fear the Walking Dead would be the, the biggest new one. What And that's... August 23rd, I think. And it's, it's, incident, it's earlier than The Walking Dead, but it's happening uh, it somewhere else. It takes place... Right? Yeah, it takes place right when the infection the starts spreading. Infection starts, yeah. Yeah. So, well, Rick is asleep in a hospital room somewhere. Yep. 
In Georgia. Yep, August 23rd. In um, Georgia. I'm, I stopped watching Gotham, so I don't think I'm going to bother picking that up when it comes back. And I think that might be it. Doctor Who in September? Here's the thing. I'm a horrible... I'm horrible with new TV shows... And the fact that I really don't watch them, I watch two actively when they're new. Actually, I guess no, because Dan said Doctor Who, so I guess I do watch three. But then, like... Yeah, two more. Yeah, I gotta I got we'll find two more now. I only watch new Big Bang Theory and South Park. I don't even watch Simpsons anymore. And the thing is, like, I don't like to watch a lot of new shows because I like to... <laughs> this is going to be the funniest part. I, I'm the worst hypocrite with this. I like to binge them and have the option to binge them. But then when I do, I never binge. People are like, how are you only on season two of Parks and Rec? Why haven't you binged it? I'm like, because I'm enjoying it. I'm taking my time with it. I watch an episode here and again, and I laugh, and I move on, and then I watch another one later. And they're like, but why? I'm like, because I'm not going to binge it. I actually, funny enough, I did that with The Office. I was binging it so hard that I missed out on when the seasons were even changing. Because this was in the olden days of the Netflix thing when they were just all listed in order. And I wasn't paying attention to if I was at the end of season one, moving on to season two. So I didn't even realize. And then all of a sudden they started becoming an hour and it got confusing. And I kind of stopped in my progress. And I never finished the series. Oh even though I, I know how the series ends. I've seen the last episodes, but I didn't like watch the whole thing. And now it's been so long. I'm just going to start it from the beginning again. But people are like, I don't understand why you don't binge. Like, I don't know. I don't really like to. Which is why I'm so hypocritical, because I only like to watch a lot of TV shows when I can binge them. Whatever. I've been binging Cheers. I'm at the end of season four. You went nuts. You binged Star Trek, and that was a lot of TV. <laughs> well, original Star Trek's only three seasons. Yeah, but I thought you've been Next Generation, too. Nope, not yet. But, uh, but yeah, but Star Trek is, is an hour show, and, you know, back in the 60s, when an hour show was... 52 minutes of television. Yeah. Well, that pretty much answers that. So, uh, we're, we're over an hour into the show now, and now it's time for points. Yes. <laughs> troll truth. I'm going to go points or troll truth. I'm going to go with troll truth. All right. So Glenn Cookin's last question wanted to know, well, who's your favorite Joker and why? And this is what this is stemming off of. I shared a picture that um, Glenn had actually posted, and it was it was five Jokers. There was Cesar Romero's listed as the clown, Jack Nicholson's, which is the gangster, Heath Ledger's, which is the anarchist, and Jared Leto's, which is the psychopath. And then there's Mark Hamill, which they list as the Joker, because the animated Joker was all of them. All those Jokers were in a different iteration of the of the original Joker. Some of them just focused more on a different main personality of the Joker. Same thing they do with the Batmans and all the different things. Yeah, it's, it's the exact same thing they do with Batman, but nobody ever talks about that. They only ever talk about the Joker. Well, I noticed that uh, there's a share on that photo, and it's from our old pal, Hey Man. So knowing that he shared the photo, I know he had to say something about the photo. Yeah. And... He had already made it a comment about um, how there's there's no how DC could possibly get one movie so right and another so wrong, referring to the Batman v Superman trailer versus the Suicide Squad trailer, which he's hating on Suicide Squad and just won't let up on it. He probably doesn't have no has no idea what it's about. Yeah, 
Which is also funny because his uh, his, his profile picture is now Robin. Because, you know, he looks totally like Robin. So he shares his picture, and he goes, The one on the right is the Joker. That's Hamels. The top two on the left are also the Joker, Romero and Nicholson. One is a random terrorist wearing clown makeup, and the other is Eminem with a grill. Yeah, it's funny. He still does not understand the purpose of Heath Ledger's Joker, and he's judging Leto's without even seeing it. That that kind of sums up your hey man right there. That sums it up better than anything else could. By the way, the answer is Mark Hamill and the animated series and the first two Arkham games. Um, I have liked every Joker for different reasons. My favorite is Hamill, but I've liked the original campy Joker. I like Nicholson's and I like Ledger's, but I like them for different reasons. I'm also not stupid enough to understand that Ledger's Joker was supposed to be the perfect comic book character iteration, but, you know, some people are stupid. Ugh. I'm, uh, I'm kind of happy with the new Joker. I liked it. We saw like 10 seconds of him at the end of the trailer. It's all you needed to see of him, but no, it's enough to judge him. Oh, wait, I, thought, so... I, thought, I thought it was great. It's like, I'm not going to kill you, but it's really, really going to hurt. As I said in the Mark Hamill voice. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I also liked uh, the Joker of Bender, which was John DiMaggio's Joker from Under the Red Hood. That one was but, good. He was good. Yep. I, I, he, was I old, to, he was old man Joker. Yeah, but I have to wait until uh, Glenn actually watches it before I can tell <laughs> what my favorite line is, because I don't want to... Did anyone see um, Ivan Ooze? I mean, Apocalypse? From yeah. the new X-Men movie? Oh my I god. Pretty I hope Maybe CGI will do something? <laughs> I hope so. Cause I, I like was... when those pictures of Captain America came out, and you're like, that looks really bad, but then After Effects look pretty cool. Yeah, I, I I really hope so, because I saw that, and my first thought, because I'd seen a million Ivan Ooze memes, I'm like, he really does look like him. He does. He, he looks like Ivan Ooze. Well, you know, Apocalypse can change in size, maybe he's just in his, in his in stick his <laughs> He's like, no, I'm Apocalypse's arm. Oh, okay. You know, I love that the guy who played Ivan Ooze was the reverend in Hot Fuzz. Oh, fuck off, Grasshopper. Wow. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yep. Can we stop with all this violence? Nope. Oh, fuck off, Grasshopper. <laughs> and yeah, then he, when he gets shot, Jesus Christ! He looked like Ivan Ooze and Quan Chi for Mortal Kombat had a baby. <laughs> that's what Apocalypse looks like. Maybe that's when he's like first starts realizing he's got mutant abilities and he's a kid still. Or that his whole body can get a boner? Yeah. You don't we don't know. Like all we've seen is the one picture, right? Maybe yeah. it is when he first starts and he doesn't know fully know his powers and stuff. We don't know that movie's not coming out for another year. <sighs> but I it doesn't when, look good. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love when people judge. Wait, so uh, this is pie crust territory, but I I have to mention it. Uh so the last X Men movie reset the entire continuity and made everybody back to life again so that they could make a movie with none of those fucking X-Men. Yeah, because they're all supposed to be way younger. Ah! So we've got, dumb. We've got young, young everybody. 
That movie ended so well. I'm like, I can't wait to see where it goes from here. Guess where it doesn't go? Anywhere. And Old Man Logan's retiring after Wolverine 3. Yep. Hmm. Well, and now it's time for points or Facebook comments. Now we're really being dicks to everybody. <laughs> so what, what do you choose? Apocalypse. So what, what do you choose, Patrick? Points or Facebook comments? Oh, let's do Facebook comments. Okay. And if they're good, you'll get points. <laughs> ah. this, this week was uh, the Major League Baseball All-Star Weekend. And WWE sent a replica belt to Todd Frazier for winning the Home Run Derby. Oh, that's cool. I'll appreciate I'll appreciate that, but I bet you I'm going to hate the comments. So here we go. They give everyone a WWE title these days, except for Bray Wyatt, Daniel Bryan, and Roman Reigns. <laughs> All right, that's actually kind of funny. <laughs> Too bad Bray Wyatt's had the title, but I still think it's funny. Brian, still a better champion than that sneaky, slimy, repugnant, repulsive Seth Rollins. (laughs) 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 Bring back Jeff Hardy or else. That was me. Oh, yeah, this is a that's that's a great idea. So we can have another so we can have another uh Bring me back or else I'll draw eyeballs on your eyeballs, too. Well, well, Sting is in WWE now, and he's supposedly wrestling at SummerSlam, so. Oh, no. Victory Road at SummerSlam? At least he'll get to to go over in a WWE match. I'm going to make Sting a motherfucking superstar. (laughs) He already did at Victory Road. (laughs) I made you superstar, motherfucker. All right, our next comment is, did Seth the chicken rolling lost his belt? (laughs) That's terrible. (laughs) The chicken rolling. Seth the chicken rolling. What's better? How how horribly worded that is, the fact that he thinks he lost the belt because the guy. (laughs) Holy shit. All right, that's good. Just like the guy who didn't think Daniel Bryan has had a title. <laughs> and our last one this week, which is I would say is the 1,000% truth, as it is, Dan, you're right. <laughs> oh, yeah? Finally. That means you get points, right? Obviously. <laughs> you get Dan's correct points. Dan is correct points. Awesome. Awesome. I was like, I gotta find one more, one more, and they were like, holy shit! (laughs) Dan, you are correct. Finally, some acknowledgement. Someone's listening to the show. (laughs) Wow, I'm looking at our notes, and look at all those coffee cups. Yep. Coffee cups all over the place. So before we get to that segment that everybody's been anxiously waiting for and we've been a dick about, I just want you guys to know that... um, we're not going to do it this week or next week because we got the pay-per-view review. Right, coming. points are buried is done. We're not doing it ever again. Um, yeah, but damn right, it's over. In, in my quest to find re- something for WrestlePeace Theater, we actually found one we didn't do, and WrestlePeace Theater will be back week after next. 
Okay. Week after next. That's right. Is that the Christmas one? Yes, of course. Christmas. Oh, I thought it was the Dolph Ziggler and John Cena one. Which uh, no, nah, I, I I have another one saved. Oh, man. You guys, you're missing it. You're, you're missing all the good stuff. It's 2015, John Cena and Dolph Ziggler could do whatever they want. Oh, and they do, in detail. <laughs> all right. So, uh... <clears throat> Let's do it. Uh, they're all here. They're all here. It's time. Here we go. Here we go. It's time to play points or buried or folded. Sorry, I had to get it from the laundromat or <laughs> frozen or um. What do we do next? Oh, you get up in spirit is what you do. <laughs> and now he's awake or. Ooh, Save it for the real one, baby girl. Oh, God. All right, so uh, Joe Kalaya gave me the idea for this week's game. It was running kind of late. I had a very busy week. And um, fortunately, he gave me an idea. It's, It's somewhat recycled from an idea we did last year, but most of the entries are fresh. There might be one that I feel like I've heard before, but uh, stop yourself, you be fresh. But basically, what it was was to pick three wrestlers, put them in a stable, and then give that stable a funny name. Now, my stipulation was, as long as all three of them haven't actually been in a stable together in the past, you could combine it with anybody you wanted. Now, two of them could have been together, like a tag team or something, but the three had to be the first time that they would be pairing up and what you would call it. So you couldn't put A-Train with Just Incredible and X-Bac, but you could put right. two of them with somebody else. But you could swap one of those out for Brodus Clay, and it would work if you could come up with something funny enough for it. <clears throat> I like how that's the, the three-man stable you went with. Obviously. Like, you could take two members of the Mean Street Posse and then put, like, Al Snow in there, and if, if it was funny enough, it would qualify. That was Snow the only stipulation I had. I didn't care about anybody duplicating people. I just said to be careful who you use because too many duplications. Well, if you guys listen to the show enough, you understand how that works. All right. <clears throat> so you guys ready to hear these three-person stables? Yeah. Okay. And the only other stipulation was that it had to be three – which, LOL, was enough. Oh, man, I can almost feel Biggie, like, cringing when I say that. Uh, you know, you couldn't add, like, a manager or anything like that. They had to be part of the three-person stable. Fortunately, everybody followed that rule. <clears throat> so here we go. Your first stable is <clears throat> Brie Bella, Vicky Guerrero, oh, sorry, Vicky Guerrero, and, and Stephanie McMahon-Helmsley, the team of sexually transmitted talent. I'm just picturing Vicky Goro, which is just Vicky with four arms. Oh, God, that's terrifying. It is somehow even more ugly. <laughs> which is which is Shiva, right? That's who that is. But yeah. even uglier. Um, no points. So, see, what we're not going to do this week is we're not going to mash things up and have people doing 18 different things to bury someone. No, we're just going to have it get frozen and then get speared. <laughs> so I think what's going to happen is, Hunter, if you will, I'm going to I'm gonna bury it right now. 
Then we look at the camera. Then we look at that camera. <laughs> we make movies. <laughs> All right. Sorry, Dylan Mushaw. Don't look at the All camera right. while you're getting buried. <laughs> All right. Next is Aided English, Simon Gotch, and Bubba Ray Dudley. The Bully Day. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That is pretty having funny. a bully day. <laughs> you all having a bully day? <laughs> it would even work if they were the Vaude villains and instead of Bully Ray, he was just Bully Day. <laughs> that would even work. That's pretty good. Uh, he has to wear a derby cap, though. Of course, because how else would it work? That's fantastic. I'm going to give that points. And then they ride on the big wheeled bicycles. <laughs> yeah. So what, what I love about this is that Joe Kalaya came up with this game because he thought of that. So he came up with a game based on that entry so he could get points. So good job, man. Okay, now we have Sean O'Hare, Mike Awesome, and Chris Benoit, the team of Hung Out to Dry. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> You ever see that VH1 show called I Love the Cringies? <laughs> I love the Cringies. Strikes back. <laughs> you get uh do you get double cringies for that? Uh 100 points to Glenn Cookin for Hung Out to Dry. All right, here we go. <laughs> Darren Young, Orlando Jordan, and Pat Patterson, the Brown Ring Club. Oh. Oh, he changed the name. Oh. <laughs> that post has been edited. Oh. Wow. Whew. Cringe and points. 150 to Matt Hardman. Wow. All right. Next is the team of Vince McMahon, Triple H, and Kevin Nash, the Quad Squad. Yeah. Wait, that's not funny. <laughs> you know, the best part is, of all of... Kevin Nash has torn the fewest quads out of all of them. <laughs> they, should, they should do um, an advertisement for quad body spray. I want is that a real quad. thing? No, remember Bod? Oh, I actually do now. <laughs> they should put out, like, Kevin Nash and Triple H and Vince McMahon. Just tearing quads oh, in the commercial. And, yeah. and Bod came in spray bottles that were, like, freaking Windex bottle. Yeah. Because that's, like, quad. nothing says classy cologne like a fucking Windex bottle full of stank. For, <laughs> that, that test would use. Aw, he's dead now. Oh. All right, so, Quad Squad. That gets points. All right. From a man who has two working quads, Mike Simsek. Oh. What? His quads work. Are we sure? Yeah. They do. <laughs> uh, uh, below the knee is a different story. But... Quadricep everything else don't. So, uh, And this is a perfect stable for the New Day because there are five quads that don't work in that stable. Aw. All right. Our next stable is the team of Dean Ambrose, Bray Wyatt, and the Boogeyman. Ah, fuck you, Antonio. <laughs> that was almost too easy, but it gets points. Yeah, that was Ellis Homeless's entry. Oh, man, I can't wait to see their entrance, because it's going to start with that, right? 
It's gonna be the boogeyman's uh, that that piano key. I'm the boogeyman. <laughs> and then do 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 do, and all the fireflies come up. <laughs> oh, they uh, should mix all their music together like Booker T and R. And then, yeah. I still that's still that's still my actual favorite part of the Royal Rumble this year because you called it and you didn't call it based on a rumor or anything. You just said, wouldn't of, it be funny if wouldn't it be blue. funny if somebody he hated was in the Royal Rumble and LOL, there he is. And I, I made such like a grandiose prediction about it, too. And then it happened. And I was even in awe. Uh, I wish you could have been there to hear my reaction. I was like, holy fuck, Pat was right. Like, I just yelled that <laughs> to nobody in particular. Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. <laughs> the best part was that's the first time my wife had seen the boogeyman. She goes, I don't like him. He creeps me out. I'm like, I well, I think that's oh the point. My God. I love his music. All right. Now you have the team of Samoa Joe, Rhino, and Jushin Thunder Liger, the NXT rookies. Oh, I get it, because they ain't really rookies. It's kind of funny, but not really. So no points. Wit is shit. Funny is money. <laughs> oh, shit, there's a storm coming in, bros. Yeah, an effing spear storm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I guess he didn't well this week. I wanted to be an ice storm, so it would make sense. A spear storm doesn't even make sense. There's another storm you could have given him, but I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> yeah, that those, are, those are for special people. I, I actually know which entry is going to get it. So Who's wow. been Uad so far? Shimon and... Uh... Uh, Shin got it. Shin. <laughs> Shimon and Shin have been Uad. <laughs> yeah, on, only one of them wanted it. Well... <sighs> All right, <laughs> now you have Tr- Tracy Smothers, Bertha Faye, and Joey Image. Two guys, a girl, at a pizza place. <laughs> wow. Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> wow, that's going to get points. Uh, that's a good one. That was Dan Dahl's entry. Good for you. Good for you, Daniel. He likes me this week because I gave him points. Of course. He's like, I could just see Dan just like sitting there in front of his computer or however he listened to the show, just like clenching his fists. Uh, I'm right here right now, bro. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Other Dan. Another Dan with a four letter last name. Man, good thing before I saw him in person again, I gave him points that week. That really helps. (laughs) That helps smooth things over. Well, the ring was still up when you guys met, so you could have just gotten in there and settled your differences. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Last time we met, we set up a ring together. <laughs> yep. And this time you tore it down. TNA oh. gonna tear it down. LOL, MVP's not in TNA anymore. LOL. Oh, man. I, I feel so bad for TNA. I really I do. Book, book MVP now at gmail.com. <laughs> All right, here's your next team. It's Kerry, Mike, and Chris Von Eric, the Suicide Squad. Oh, Oh, what else would it be? Oh, now does this is this a violation of the already been in a group? Technically, no, because they never really like 
they were never really like full on stable mates. They were just aligned because they were Von Eriks. Um, it, you're gonna, I'm gonna leave that one up to you guys if you want to let it go because you thought the entry was funny, or if you'd rather just bury it. Be- I'm not going to say ban or anything, but I'm going to let you choose if you want to give it points or not. I, I really want to give it points. All right. And <clears throat> and cringies. All right. Well, how about this? How about we'll just do fitty? Just that the way, cringies? We'll just do the cringies. That way they still get the points for the laughter, but and then we don't have to worry about it whether or not it was a rule violation and they don't get full points. Is that fair? In before everyone rages at Chris. (laughs) Well, Chris, I'm going to let you make that decision. (laughs) Well, the person who would be raging would be Matt Anderson, so I'm not really afraid of his rage. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't listen. He just looks at the standings. (laughs) No, he listens because he knows he does listen because he knows inside jokes from the show. Oh, (laughs) does he know this one? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. of course he knows that. Because you say it every time you mention his name. <laughs> uh, have you played Wipeout HD yet? Why does Pat block me on Facebook? Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. All right. Next is the team. You're oh. unblocked, by the way, for a limited time only. All right. So Next is the team of Cactus Jack, Dude Love, and Mankind... The team of one too many chair shots. And then they also added, I feel the ban hammer coming already. <laughs> well, I don't think it's going to be the ban hammer, but I think I know what's going to happen here. <clears throat> He's standing up. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm standing back. All right. It should be hilarious when it's not Roman Reigns. <laughs> Clear the way. What? No, no, no. You cannot do this. I, I want to be involved, too. I don't care what you do, baby girl, because this entry is about to get Ooh! Oh God! Is it oh, it's vinegar stroke and, and frozen on the side. Oh my God! Frozen. Frozen jizz. Lord. Does someone have Stonefold? Do you have any towels? I can't wipe it frozen, son. It has dryer sheets. You can't wipe anything (laughs) up. That'll dry the ice, right? No, that's not how dryer sheets work. That's not how it works. Oh, hey, Yes, special dryer sheets. Oh, wow. There's oocicles all over. Oh, God. This is the most disgusting studio ever. Someone just jizzes all over the place every week. But at least everybody's gotten a shot to do something this week. I, I, uh, oh, God, yeah, everyone got a shot, all right. <laughs> I love the job you guys did on the walls. Oh, no, they've been whitewashed. Oh, no! No, 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 no! No. Disgusting. No. All right, well, congratulations, Joe Mad Dog Needle. You're the next victim. Wow. You don't have to come in here with a black light to see the Jackson Pollock. Uh all right, so for the six people left, you're safe from an ooh Yeah, he is, he is sleeping on the floor right now. Yeah. I knew that was going to be the one when I saw it. But as soon as he said, I can feel the banhammer coming, I'm like, no, it's not the banhammer. <laughs> it, it's, still... it's thick, but it's not the banhammer. <laughs> I wouldn't know, but Shin might. All right, next is the team of 
Ahmed Johnson, Scott Steiner, and the great Kali. The, uh, anyone catch what they said? Something about muscles or something? Wait, what are the three members again? I'm sorry. <laughs> Ahmed Johnson, Scott Steiner, and the great Kali. <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny. You, you guys see that Kali has fully opened a wrestling school and he wants to make thousands of Kalis? Uh, just what we need, a whole army of them. Whole bunch of uh, training partner killing people. Oh my god, what would you learn in Kali Wrestling School? To kill a guy. How to be world champion. Yeah. How to hover the fucking freeze. Yes, in before Chev posts his Kali memes. And about the emotions of basketballs. (laughs) That's Batista. Well yeah, but that was because of the Kali feud. Was that a Kali feud? I didn't even remember that. Yeah, he was squeezing a basketball to show how he could do the iron grip to anything, and then Batista's oh. retort was, basketballs don't have emotions. Uh, that was such a... She was probably horrible. trying to do that they, they, they don't hit back. Like That's such a horrible promo, but yeah. it was so funny. Bruce Lee quote, that boards don't hit back. But basketballs don't have emotions. Basketball no don't have emotions. That means like you can't squeeze squeeze someone's head because you would see them start to cry and you would start <laughs> to cry and then you would stop. And we've seen Batista cry. That's a meme. Na 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 na. I cry alone. No, All right, so in front of everybody right there. So points. Yeah, let's give that points. All right, at can diet. At can diet points. All right, Biggie Countdown. This is the final five. Oh no, I don't. I don't even want to read this one. But here we go. The team of ODB, Little Beaver, and Ron Simmons. Damn, Dirty Beaver. Oh wow! Whoa! <laughs> wow! That's yeah. very funny. Bam! <laughs> Reprising your role from last week. <laughs> Yeah, I wooed and I bammed. That's what I did that entire. <laughs> oh dear. By the uh, way, I have to give props to Ellis. I love his Jerry the King Lawler. <laughs> oh, you mean his Mickey Mouse? Yeah, his, yeah I mean Mickey. Skeeter Valentine. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. He even started just doing Mickey Mouse noises. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. God. <laughs> Alright, so damn dirty beaver. Damn dirty beaver. Points. Points. Cringies. I don't know. No, just points. It gets BAM! Points. 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 Cringies. I don't know. And your t shirts are, just... are too tight, Billy points. Your entry right. is too shit too. Oh uh, no, right. we don't need Luger. Yeah, alright, Adrian and Cotton, points. Vince is being used by this. I can barely remember this. who's in this crew of points or buried or everything else. <laughs> then, then stop letting people into the studio, Pat. Uh, Arnold the... doesn't even remember that he can do more than just freeze things. He can erase or turn. Because all he wants to do is use that stupid gun. Which he puts the freaking silencer on so no one even knows what's happening until everything's frozen. All right. It's as if there's a sound effect we need and we don't have it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I've never seen a silencer on a freeze ray before. I haven't either. I don't know. Does Captain Cold have one in Flash? I don't think so. No. No. Because he wants to hear the iciness. He also wants... Could you imagine Arnold and Captain Cold in a uh, 
frozen puns off. I think uh, Ar- Arnold's like more like he like screams this out loud, but like Captain Cold's more like. And then I just used a pun, and it was yeah. pretty cool. It and I'm gay in real life. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't even matter at all. <laughs> all right. And I'm gay in real life. Flash. You had to bring it up. <laughs> IRLs flash. That was a real turning point in the series. <laughs> All right, you ready? Here we go. Yeah. The team of Kamala, Zach Gowan, oh. and Carrie Von Eric. Oh. Footloose. Oh. Oh God. oh, God. And of course, their entrance theme is going to be the Footloose song. And I'm going to I'm going to give that person push it and pull it points. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, push it and pull it points. Uh, which points. is just the regular points. <laughs> yeah, which is just regular points. And, um, hmm, they're each missing one foot. So, oh wait, no, no Kamala's missing both? Yes. Alright, so in honor of Kamala, double cringies and regular points. 200 points to Siobhan. Come back! No, he's already Don't asleep. Don't call it a comeback. He's been here for years. <laughs> I, I, after he oohs, the last thing he wants to do is take it all back. Oh, all right. The team of Diamond Dallas Page, Jake the Snake Roberts, and Scott Hall, the Pat Squad. I don't think it's that funny though. There could have been a better name. Team gluten free vegans. Gluten Freegan. Come on. You, you know Pat, but you don't know him well enough to make a pun on the name. I'm going to call... Besides, would Scott Hall even be your third guy? I thought it'd be like Undertaker or Punk or Austin. Yeah, probably would be. Probably would be Punk. Um, I don't even hey, know... I, I know somebody who hasn't gotten to fold anything yet. Yeah, that's who I'm going to call upon, actually. Well, hell, sir, it's about damn time... I can't walk around here without stepping on damn ooh-ah-assicles. So I put down some damn towels, but now I fold up a damn entry and throw it out the goddamn window. All right, sorry, Taylor Chadwick. Uh, good idea, but eh, I guess... Hey, Taylor Chadwick has a, has a microphone now. Yes, so he can just record how much he hates me for saying that, <laughs> even though Pat folded him. Actually, no, I folded him. Do you want to know how no. I fold the damn entries? I pulled uh, him one time. What? Two times. What? Three times. What? Four times. What? Oh, hell, son, I just fold him, crinkle him on up, and throw him in the damn trash. Well, he had to at least go for five. You folded and then crinkled it up? Yeah, I made it neat and then I folded it up. Once I make something neat, I ain't got to worry about crinkling it up. Now, now, Stone Fold, are you, uh, do you fold the... The uh, sleeves first or last? I don't start with the sleeves, son. I fold one line over and fold one line over that. And then I fold, guess which line I fold over again? The bottom line? That's right, son. That's the bottom line. Because Stonefold said so. And now he's he's drinking some beers and walking away. He's flipping people off 
and trying to drink down some fabric softener Damn, down the Mark, hallway. Mark, Good he, Lord. he's just chucking fabric softener like Adam from across the building. Here's some Snuggle. Here's some Downy. All right. Your next team, the team of Doink, Dink, and Racist Vince, the Ku Klux Clowns. That's great. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that gets points. No doubt about it. It also gets racist points. Yeah. Yeah, it gets uh, whitewashed wall points. Uh, all right. Austin Butler paint, points. It's not paint. I could just lick it right off the wall. It's so white. God. Dude, Austin yeah, Butler is stuck to it because it's also frozen there. Austin Butler is a new and is a new player, but he's picked up on the show very quickly. Notice how he waited till Austin left so he couldn't talk about how he's not a butler. Of course. And your final entry, the team of Kizarni, Mason Ryan, and Hade Vanson, the the just forget about us club. Oh wow! I'm not. Uh, I see. See, I see where you were going, and I thought it was really funny until I heard the name. Oh, I'm not a big fan of the name. Hmm. What was the name? I forget. The just forget about us club. Oh, that was the point. Oh, that was your jo- your silly, silly joke. <laughs> um, guys, is that, who wants to take this one over? No, I just want to see something. I already, no, you froze the entire studio. Yeah, in... but you didn't actually freeze the entry. <laughs> <laughs> well, Stonepole just kicked it down. Pat, he's earned a freezing. Yes. Yes, I'm he going to... Due. No, I don't want to freeze. You know what I want to do? I want to erase this entry. Oh! His voice actually changed to eraser voice. Matt Awesome, you just got erased. You just got frozen swerved, bitch. (laughs) Eraser. All right, and now you guys got to pick your winner. Chev. You already gave him 200 points, though. I know, but I think his entry was so good. All you right. get 200 points straight up, you're probably one as well. 250 points to Chev, so y'all better start picking up your game points leaders. In, in before a good whelp. Yeah. <laughs> Footloose. Dear Lord. All right, well, how was your show this week? Uh, this was a very interesting Whoa. show. There was a lot of good with wrestling, and I really hope Battleground follows through. Battleground looks okay, but then again, you know, we've had a few pay-per-views now that didn't look good that ended up being great, and this yeah. one looks all right, so it could be good. could go either way. It could it could Darren Young us. Oh, no, sorry. that's He's full gay. It could Orlando okay. Jordan us. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's got full-blown gaids. Hold on. Or- Orlando Jordan has a question. Vince, can you take this, please? Sure. What's his question? Uh, he wants to know when he can come back to WWE. Hmm. When you're not black? You didn't think that was a great question? No. I didn't. Oh. oh damn. I, I knew what you were doing. Yeah. I but didn't. He, but he didn't. But apparently he did not. Yeah, he actually knows who Orlando Jordan is. Crap. 
I should have picked a different guy. All right, now uh, <laughs> Ahmed Johnson has a question. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, can I come back? Excellent question, Shelton. Thank you. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Shelton got ripped and old. Yeah. Ain't no stopping him. <laughs> I guess he just knows who OJ is because he knew him as that gay dude. <laughs> I know I know my straight blacks from my gay blacks. <laughs> Hang on, Denzel has a question. Yes, what's your question? Uh, you right there. Shenzel. Yeah. What's, what's his your... question? Uh, can uh, we he's drop... left the room. <laughs> yeah, he wants to know if we can drop the racist. Oh, come character. back, Shelton. <laughs> oh, we're, wait, what? We're not dropping the racist Vince character ever. Sorry. No. It's between you, me, and Aisha Peoples. Oh, oh. my God. Yeah. Oh, you remember her name. Yeah, I don't. Oh, well, thanks, Vince. Yeah, no that was a, this was a fun show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, next week, we'll have the Battleground. Now it's time for recap. points or yeah. closing. <laughs> well, next week, we'll have the Battleground recap. And then next week afterwards, we will have the return of WrestlePiece Theater. And maybe... Just maybe one of you can join us for that. Maybe. And we'll thank see. you for staying, you know, sticking in through the end because we have a very 